Welcome to episode 212 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, comic book, anime, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. Hello. Happy early birthday, America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're recording this on uh, July 3rd. Um, so or, t- tomorrow is the four- 4th. There will be That's fireworks how numbers g- go. galore. Uh, though, of course, by the time this goes public, July 4th will have already passed. Uh, so if you're here in the United States and you were celebrating, we hope you had a great weekend uh, and all that good fun stuff and ate some good food. Mm-hmm. Hot dog. It's hot dog yeah. time. I I hear the kids are now calling hot dogs Galizies or something like that. Which kids? You heard from who? In air quotes, the kids are now changing the name of hot dogs to Galizies. Or something this like that. This seems like an inflammatory know. news headline. I don't think hot dogs already perfect words. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm inclined <laughs> to agree. Like, forget some cellar door. Think the it's, most it's beautiful phrase in the English language is hot dog. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Melissa, what are we here to talk about this week? We are here to talk about National Treasure <laughs> 1 and 2. Because earlier this year, we realized we've never encountered Nicolas Cage on this podcast before. We made a point. We're like, we dedicate ourselves to doing this. This is on our to-do list sometime this year a cage will occur. Mm, And then I realized I was having pitches over 4th of July weekend. And I didn't even pitch you multiple things. I said, it's national treasure one and two. If you say no, I'll come back next week with something else, but it's national treasure. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. We were thinking of trying to implement, uh, like a Nicholas cage week, like in, 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 annual uh, oh hey you have the hard mountain dew Uh, right this is my (laughs) national treasure the hard mountain dew finally came to missouri i was finally able to purchase one kyle you did a taste test of all these flavors on the captain's log uh that i could not participate in i couldn't buy them in my state now my schnooks had all the tall boys all the options good stuff i'm drinking a tall tall zero sugar baja blast I, this might take me days to finish. I don't think I can tackle the whole thing, but I'm oh, going to try. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, we were thinking of implementing a Nicolas Cage week <laughs> where every year on that week, we would just cover some Nicolas Cage movie or something like that. Uh, and we we're like, well, what's his birthday? And then we realized his birthday was at like the start of the year. And so that would mm. take our place of like our our start of the year let's watch a mm. whole franchise since we've yeah. been off for two weeks uh thing and so we we didn't really want to do that exactly uh so yeah when you were like let's watch national treasure i was like okay i'm in let's do it <laughs> <laughs> and now we're locked into every fourth of july weekend regardless of <laughs> we, we just watch the family man which is a christmas movie treasure <laughs> Every year. Where every year we will find new clues. <laughs> oh, man. Um, 
National Treasure. So I, 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 I think th this movie, as its name would imply, is in fact a national treasure here yeah. in the United States. It is widely loved, widely regarded as just a fun movie. Um, yes, it's it's not particularly up there with like Oscar-winning performances per se, <laughs> but it, like Aww. it's just it's good. It's fun. Like it's mm -hmm. it's just a, a blast. Um, I, I don't think I had seen the sequel. Oh, I, I, I think that one had somehow escaped me. Um, and, uh, watching it here for the podcast this first time, um, yeah, was, was, was my first time. So mm -hmm. there you go. I have now seen both national treasure movies. I'm excited. How does, the, how does the first one hold up and how did you find the second one upon your first viewing? The first one definitely holds up. Uh, it's a blast. It's still a lot mm. of fun. Uh, the second one I felt like was just as good. Yes. It was just yeah. more of the same. Like, it's not like they tried <laughs> to do something different. They didn't really try to go bigger or better or like it was just more of the, the, the of the same. And I think that's exactly what I wanted from yeah, the sequel of this because because yeah again like I said, not really like your your like oh best movie of all time national treasure <laughs> man like it's it's not up there in that pantheon but it like I don't really have many flaws about this that I'm just like oh I didn't like this or I didn't like that decision like mm -hmm. it's just mm -hmm. it's exactly what I expect it to be and it's exactly what I want it to be. Uh, and I mean that in the best way possible. Like, yeah. it, it's just good. And yeah, the second one just being more of the same. It's just like, yes, it is more right. goodness, more national treasure. I love this. Yeah, I'd, I'd seen the first movie several times. I think I watched it like last year in a, in a movie Discord I'm in. And I hadn't seen the second one in a long time. I knew I saw it when it came out in theaters in 2007. And I think maybe. Our family like rented it in the years after that long mm. time since I saw the second one. I remembered things about it. And then I realized like it gets it takes like an hour for the movie to get to the things I remembered. Like there's so yeah. much more in Book of Secrets than I thought there was. And watching <laughs> them back to back like this, they're so consistent between those two movies. It's the they same really creative team, like same directors, same screenwriters, everybody in the cast returns. It does feel like such a graceful, logical next step as to what would happen after the first National Treasure. I think it's very well done. Yeah. Um, it stinks that there's not more of, of them because this is this movie and its sequel sits in a really interesting place, I feel like, uh, because these movies are kind of of the same genre as uh like indiana jones or like uh -huh. the the tomb raider movies or the more recent mm -hmm. uncharted uh movie yeah. based off the video game i i, I guess the laura croft tomb raider mm -hmm. ones are are based off the video games as well um but they like Within the like action adventure genre, like this is such a specific small, yeah. uh, like sub genre that there's not like like the, those are it in in the right. ones that I there, there's maybe a few ones that you can put in there that are like not as well known, but 
Yeah. This is it for like that subgenre. It's the puzzle adventure. And you've got those Robert Langdon movies. You've got The Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons and Inferno. But these are more... they're more of an adventure those are more of like a straightforward mystery thriller drama these are like right these have got the same sort of puzzle solving thrill but they're fun for the whole family it's not just a movie your mom watches everybody can enjoy national treasure they're funnier i think they're charming right i wish there were more movies like this i sometime last year i did throw on da vinci code specifically because I wanted a movie where I watched somebody solve a puzzle. And you're right. There are not <laughs> many of those. Yeah. Um, so, I, like, yeah, like I, I just have a, a blast watching this. These films hold a special place uh, mm-hmm. in my heart. Uh, in that, in the heart in of the most, nation. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if, if you have not seen these, go check them out. Uh, now is the perfect time to so but to be honest you can watch these whenever they're just a hell yeah. of a lot of fun mm-hmm. um, but i guess for the the people who haven't heard of them or don't know what they are melissa can you do a, a plot yes. synopsis of these Nash- national treasure released in i think 2004 and national treasure book of secrets released in 2007 directed by john turtletaub Starring Nicolas Cage as Benjamin Franklin Gates, a treasure hunter, a man who's handed down for generation after generation through the centuries. His family is a legend of this hidden treasure that's like from like Freemasons and like early American revolutionary founding fathers. And his family has tried for generations to try and find this. They've never succeeded. His dad like completely gave up on it. He hates this legend. He hates this mystery. He doesn't like that his son is involved in it. But he, mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage is determined. And he finally, he's cracked it. He's like solved some of the clues. He's like, I think I know where I'm supposed to go next. He's bypassed this roadblock that all of his ancestors have hit. Uh, and then Sean Bean, who's on his team, is like, what if I leave you here and I go get the treasure first? And this leads to the infamous line of, I have to steal the Declaration of Independence. Because they find out that's where the next clue is hidden. It's an invisible ink on the back of the Declaration of Independence. (laughs) They have to sneak in, (laughs) steal that. Him and his sidekick, Riley, get involved with this um, uh, preservation uh, archivist, you know, professional who works there for the government. She gets dragged along on this sort of their, like, okay i'm here to protect the document i don't care about your treasure i'm here to make sure that this document the sacred document one of a kind is safe and you don't end up ripping it to shreds or something and they they there's clues uh, you have to know important historical facts it's a big history nerd's dream uh on the way to find this treasure and then the second movie is the same but instead of stealing the declaration of independence he is to kidnap the president <laughs> yeah indeed um yeah i these just man i cannot emphasize enough how fun these are how wacky they mm-hmm. are some of this stuff is just kind of eye-rolling ridiculousness invisible ink on the back of the declaration of independence <laughs> what 
How do you mean they never it found it until now? Uh, and then like, they have to heat it up so him and Diane Kruger have to lean in and sensuously breathe on the Declaration <laughs> of Independence. <laughs> it's so weird. But yeah, it's it's uh it's an it's an interesting one for sure. Um at one point there was a third movie yes, in development. I've heard this. Um, that I believe is no longer in development. Uh, it seems like at the same time, there was also a Disney Plus show in <gasps> development that they are trying to. I, I don't know if it's a remake, but they're tr trying to do a National Treasure series focusing on a younger cast. Um, and from what little I know, it seems like that is still in the works, but that I has taken so. precedence instead of a third movie. Um, I, which I, I, get I think that. would be a great, great thing for Disney Plus a National Treasure what, series. Sign me up. What I've heard is that National Treasure 3 was like soft greenlit. And then I think the director and Nicolas Cage wanted to step away and like work on like just do a one off side project. And they made the movie The Sorcerer's Apprentice, which ah, okay. I don't know if anybody but my brother Tim likes. I've not heard hardly Never anything about the sorcerer's it. apprentice right so like that kind of tanked and then that like that lost all momentum for national treasure three but i think a series would be great i'd love to see them track a puzzle episode by episode and maybe each episode's yeah. a different clue a different step a different place you have to go the last movie was in 2007 this is the perfect timeline for like if you wanted Nicolas Cage and Diane Kruger to have like a teenager and that's the protagonist of the show. Yes. You know, exactly. this is about Riley's their, kids. Their, their kids. Yeah. That <laughs> right? would be great. That Now's be the time. Great. The timeline lines up, Disney Plus. Do it. Indeed. Um, well, yeah. That I think is our plots and summary and general thoughts on the movies. Uh, so we will take a quick break for housekeeping. And when we come back, we will dive into these movies with spoilers and talk about them a little bit more in depth. So we will be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots. And we'd love it if you check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash thewhatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A big shout out to our Patreon supporters. Thank you thank so you. much. It means a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, cool things that we have been up to here at the whatnots. 
Uh, we just did our annual trivia yeah. night on the captain's log. Uh, it was a blast. We had a lot of fun. Ignacio, you guys might know from Crossplay, our video mm-hmm. game podcast, uh, has joined us once again uh, for this. And uh, there were some interesting questions about uh, presidents, dogs, and yes, Nintendo, yes. and different science things stuff about the globe trotters the harlem globe trotters all sorts of neat Facts stuff about everything um, if you like yeah. national treasure there's a whole, i did a whole question and i broke the format it's not four answers it's like 12 answers for weird names of historic presidential dogs and yeah. then you guys had to guess the fake one and like there are some <laughs> wild true ones there really are but that was a blast. Uh, please go check that out. That'll be up uh, on YouTube as well as podcast services on the captain's log. Uh, we are still trucking away on our reactions to Miss Marvel on yeah. the reactor core. Uh, go check all of those out. That show is a lot of fun as well. Um, I think there's the Yeah, there's two left uh, mm. that we get to see here. So for the next two weeks, we will still be reacting to Miss Marvel over on the reactor core. Uh, and then, yeah, I mentioned our video game podcast crossplay. Uh, it's still kind of in a, a dry spell of video games mm. uh, that we d- did just get all those announcements and stuff from Summer Game Fest. Uh, in the near future here, we're going to have to do another installment, a Patreon exclusive of our uh, our video game fantasy draft. Uh, we started that at the beginning of the year and we're going to have to check in on that. Uh, once again, do some updates and pick some more games and uh, stuff like that. And that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, the last bit of housekeeping that I need to mention is for the captain's log. Number 200 of the captain's yes. log is coming up uh, and we have something special planned. Melissa, for the first time since joining the Whatnots. Uh, yes. For the first time ever, you and I will meet in person uh, <laughs> and we will be recording the captain's log in person together. Yes, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and we, we might even get to record the review show that we right, that's person what I was too. thinking. Um, like while we're there, it'll be funny that well. we're doing like big milestone episode 200 of the captain's log and then just like. Episode 217 of the review show. This is a bonus. You get this one live. Exactly. Uh, You know, big, you know what they say, (laughs) big number 217. What a special number. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but that'll be a lot of fun. That's happening at the start of August. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, But yeah, I think that is about all the housekeeping I have right now. So let's dive into spoilers. Damn. Um, here we are. National Treasure 1. Let's start with that one. one. The first thing I have to point out, something that I don't remember from mm. watching. I'm, I'm mm. sure I noticed it, but it's been so long since I've watched these movies that I, I saw it in this and it was another one. It was it's one of my favorite moments in the f- film, but it's so subtle and it's such a yeah. hint at like all of the, the, the stuff. And it's just it's perfect for this movie. It's at the start 
they're explaining some like historical stuff like this guy that you know blah 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 uh and then it like it zooms in on someone's eye as it fades away to them building the pyramids and they haven't <laughs> built the top yet and his eye is right at the top oh, his yeah. eye is the all-seeing eye um and it's just like it's like right at the start of the film it's just eye rowlingly like oh my god did they really just do that the all-seeing eye in the the illuminati is real come on you guys mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> But it fits. It's so good. Yeah, it's yeah. so like, fun. It's just that's that's the tone <laughs> of this movie. I feel like this movie, it's such a successful trailer because like you can't beat the line. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. And that right. sets the tone. There's that line. It tells you exactly what you're in for. And I got to give a shout out to the second best line in the trailer, which is when they're explaining this to Abigail and she leans forward and real seriously says, did Bigfoot take it? <laughs> yeah. such a such a prime line read i think <laughs> abigail's a real gem uh i like i this movie's so much fun do you remember the board game life do you know life yes. life the game yes. not life the cereal I, I, or life the life you live <laughs> one thing about me i do be living <laughs> I know you life. are alive you are alive we've proven this yeah i i would play this game and you've got the little plastic pegs and like mm-hmm. you you've got you and you have your little car and then you're, you like you get married and you have kids and stuff and me and my friends would always like name whoever our fictional husband was and very frequently mine was riley pool <laughs> <laughs> yes riley pool let's let's you know what let's start <laughs> by talking about him <laughs> forget ben <laughs> riley comes first riley is so 2004 <laughs> i think Absolutely. he has to go to like some we see him at one point wearing like relaxed fit jeans not boot cuts but like relaxed jeans and like Mm -hmm. converse and some sort of an ambiguous graphic tee that you can't clearly read and then like another shirt on over that and then a velvet blazer which is such the look of the time and he's so snarky and i wonder if i was seeing this now for the first time if i would find him really obnoxious but he was like the kind of humor you wanted as a 14 year old at this time. Like he really worked on me and I've always liked him for that. I love that. He's it's never clearly explained how he got here, who he is, what his background is, why him and Ben work together. They don't seem like they're really friends. They're like, they work well together. They're definitely work friends, but like there's the bit in the second movie where they start talking about like, we have to get somebody who knows ancient Native American languages. You don't mean her. You talk to her. And he's like, who's her? What's going on? And Abigail leans over and says, it's his mother. Like, Riley's never heard Ben say word one about his mom. Riley's yeah. never asked. Yeah. I don't think they're close. That, that is kind of a guy thing, though. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you don't really, like, especially in the, like, early 2000s. Like, we... Guys are often taught to like hold your feelings in, don't cry, Uh be tough, man up, you know, right? Like do all the that stuff. So having heart to heart conversations, right, is just not it's it's not typical of something. At at least here in America, where like that is the culture, Uh, Mm. I feel like that has changed somewhat. Yeah, it's still probably the prevailing culture, but 
there is i i there is a a much greater sense of like hey you can have some really good guy friends like that that's okay like the, like we just watched triple r right yeah uh, and we did a review on that and the bromance in that is amazing it's so good so um, close so lovely yeah and that's not what we we get in this no, <laughs> this is the like hey we're like friends but we're not friends if you know what I mean <laughs> you know we, I I think Riley's snarky comments work really well because he's a character who feels so out of his depth and he's not a dummy like they're dealing with very deep specific American history lore and that's just stuff he doesn't know like he's not yep. generally incompetent or unintelligent he's very smart about like spy stuff in the second movie he finds a way to like hack a, into yeah, like hacker. the buckingham palace security system like riley how do you know how to do this where did riley yeah. come from and <laughs> you don't know how he like he's clearly working with ben for uh it's a job it's work he's fairly good at the work and there's the allure of treasure and that's why he's there and he's just sort of come to befriend ben he makes all these comments i'm like i don't know if you two actually like each other i don't know if you were working on if there wasn't a treasure hunt underway i don't know if you two would hang out or not and yeah. i kind of like that that's our setup i love that we've got this little family that's pretty argumentative like nobody really likes ben that much and I think that's really funny that like Riley's sarcastic about everything. Riley kind of doesn't want to be there. His dad doesn't want him to be there. Abigail's yeah. rolling her eyes at him. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, so I'm I'm not super familiar with the actor that plays him. Um, his, I, I don't his really know what else he's been in. His name is Justin Bartha. I've barely seen him in other things. I think he's like. Yeah the guy getting married in the hangover who you don't see because then they like lose him in the bachelor that, party yeah. and then they have to find him. I, I was looking up this movie on IMDb and Justin Bartha's IMDb headshot. He's so handsome. I thought it was like Paul Rudd for a second. <laughs> and I mean, that is such a high compliment. Interesting. <laughs> so I, I, I was mentioning that I don't know him from all that much stuff because I, I think if I'm not mistaken, you kind of hear his voice before you like see him in the first mm. one. I could be wrong on that, but man, he sounds almost exactly like Patton Oswalt. Ah, uh, I, I, I see that. Yeah. Is it, it like I, that was just an interesting thing for me to like hear his voice and then look up and be like, I was Patton Oswalt in this movie. Wait, no, he that's someone been. else. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I I I love his character because yeah, he does seem like he's there to be the dopey one, like he's the comedic relief, kind of mm, sarcastic, mm. like getting tugged along. But yeah, you're right; like he's not incompetent at all. He's yeah. actually real damn smart. Um, uh -huh. the, the fact that he can hack into Buckingham Palace and not get caught, right? Um, wild. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think he's a fantastic character. I, I like that he has this like end of 
uh what what marvel movie is it the the second avengers film is that right when like oh age of ultron in the is in his car like riding off oh yeah yeah right like he has this like tony stark moment where where he's 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 actually complaining about like i only got one percent of the yeah half of one percent right half of one percent as he gets into his ferrari that's brand new and all that stuff mm. he just, like that scene specifically i know this came out way before uh, yeah. all the marvel stuff but like that marvel scene i'm referring to looks exactly the same it, like it's so wow. funny <laughs> forget tom cruise i want to see the alternate universe where justin bartha is tony stark <laughs> or ant-man he does have ant-man vibes like how scott lang is like he's like a, a engineering sure. an electrical engineering degree sure he's a yeah. criminal because he's really smart and he knows how to break into stuff i felt like that must have been riley's backstory i feel like riley has certainly stolen something before i don't know Absolutely. i don't think yeah. riley's new to stealing i think he's just new to stealing something of this caliber yeah <laughs> good stuff um let's change characters here uh what was the woman's name i'm abigail. terrible with names i'm always abigail awful chase with them. abigail chase let's talk about her for like you said she has that great line of the like mm-hmm. did bigfoot take it right <laughs> um She's an interesting character to me, too, because I feel like she, yeah, she she does not like them at first. She thinks these guys yeah. are weird. They're wackos. Mm-hmm. They're conspiracy nuts. But she recognizes the, like, passion about history, right, mm-hmm. that uh, Nicolas Cage's character has. So she's intrigued. Uh, but then, yeah, she her her purpose of kind of inserting herself or allowing herself to be kidnapped along you know with them and just be swept Mm. up and and taken on this ride here is to protect the declaration of independence um but it she she does kind of fall into the classic not not yes it's a trope she's not a damsel in distress in distress but it is the action adventure movie where the, the hero gets the girl yeah um, yeah it, it, it follows that very classic storyline falls into that uh what i thought was interesting about the second one was that it starts off with them like their relationship didn't work exactly yeah. uh and they kind of moved on um i i liked that progression but you also you also kind of see that relationship then just kind of fall back to the and and the hero gets the girl by the end of that. It's not really in there in that s- second one, mm. but it's there. It, it, right. I, I like what they do with this relationship largely. First off, mm-hmm. the one thing about the first movie that like <laughs> I think doesn't age well that I do not remember from the first times I was watching this movie, but like really sticks out at me now is when Abigail accidentally gets like wrapped up in this thing. And she's like, you stole the declaration of independence. We have to take it back. And she's yelling at them about this. And Ben and Riley are making these comments. Like 
God, she just won't shut up, will she? I'm like, what are you talking about? You are both fully aware of what a preposterous thing it is that you have just like done. How, how, how treasonous, right? Right. Like- you know, you know what she knows. Like, she's she's not overtly chatty. That's not a character trait she has, I don't think. Like, she's, she's just mad that you. overreacting. You stole a one-of-a-kind artifact of incredible importance. Like, at least meet her on that level. At least acknowledge that she's a valid reason to be mad. And don't just snipe at her for being chatty and naggy. Right. I wonder if that was, like, left over from, like... I wonder if these were, like, different script drafts that got put together. And, like, that's carryover from some setup we, like, never got. It really does not fit in there. But otherwise, I, I like her. I like that they embrace the fact that she's from Germany, mm-hmm. the actress is, and I think that's a real nice addition to have somebody who wasn't even born in America, but just finds American history so fascinating and wants to protect the history and identifies yeah. as an American. I like that that perspective is there, I like that she is, again, very smart. This is a movie where everybody is very intelligent. Nobody's bumbling. The only fault anybody has is that they're just not an expert in this one very specific thing that somebody else is an expert in and yeah. i do the second movie is a really good progression of where the first movie ends where uh, by the second movie after they've been together for like three years she's tired of ben's attitude of if he solved this incredible unsolvable puzzle that like none of his ancestors could crack for like 200 years and he's sort of got this the self-assurance of like, I think I'm right about everything. Why wouldn't I be right about everything? Look what I just did. And she's tired of art. She's tired of him assuming things like they're mo- he moved out of the mansion yeah. they bought together with their treasure money. They're fighting over this historical furniture, which is very funny. And he's like, I'm going to give you these tables. And she's like, Yes, I want the tables, but I don't like that you assumed that I would want the tables and you didn't actually ask me what I thought. <laughs> like, she's fed up with him. And part of the second movie's journey is that you meet his mom. And his mm-hmm. mom and dad also broke up like 30, 40 years ago. They're so argumentative. And when they go on this big adventure, there's a part where his parents reconnect and kiss each other for the first time in decades. And then... There's a moment where Ben and Abby have to like split up and she like reaches out and touches his face and looks at him and they don't get that big kiss. I like that the movies like we just did that. We just did that with another set of characters. We're not going to do it again right away. Absent of that storyline with the parents, you could see this being the part where they kiss again for the first time in a while. But I like that the movie's smart enough. To juggle all the different things that it's doing and it knows, yeah. no, we're going to wait on this moment to, in contrast and in balance with this other moment we just gave you. Indeed. That's that's why I was like, well, that like the hero gets the girl is in there, but it's not really in there. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's it, yeah, because um, they don't get back together by the end of this movie. They, they, but, but she does ask him how would you feel about moving back in with me? Like, no, he's like, I'll send you those tables. And she's like, come along with the tables. You and the tables can come home. Yeah. They, 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 they have a better understanding of one another, uh, stuff like that, which I, I I think puts them in a better place, but it is still not the, like, didn't the hero got the girl. Like 
they still have things to work out, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's I do like that. Um, the Gates parents. Let's talk about them. They're they're good. You mentioned most of it though. Um, yeah, that uh, the father. It kind of feels like his family history has been a burden to him. Uh, it's haunted him. It ruined his marriage. His kid is now obsessed mm-hmm. with it, and it's going to ruin his life. And he just kind of becomes this fearful hermit, right? <laughs> and 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 yeah. yeah, he hasn't seen his wife in multiple decades. Uh, and it's it's. It, He's he's kind of a sad character. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, the second one, I think there is the touching moment of finally getting to meet the mom mm-hmm. and just the, the reunion to leading up to that kiss. Like, I, I like that it's not just a focus on Indiana Jones mm-hmm. per se. Right. But you get to learn the Jones's family except it's all the gates it's not it's not just we're focused on focusing on ben gates he's the hero Mm. of all of them because he's the smartest Mm. one in his whole family it's no like all of his family has been seemingly smart like you said like everyone in this movie is smart they're intelligent uh they just hit a roadblock and Mm -hmm. ben happens to be the one that solved that first one right Mm -hmm. Uh, that got them past that um and yeah like i I like that it is a family affair yeah Um, and that we get to see all of that which is why i think if they do a disney plus show i'd love to see kids yes kids like he's ben is such a product of his two parents and I would love to see what type of kids him and, and Abby have. Again, I want Riley to have kids. Maybe it's with the one girl who recognized him as the author of that book at the end of the right. second yeah. movie. Yeah. I thought that was funny that he wrote this book that nobody is taking seriously. Well, and he put so much work into it. taking the discovery seriously. Right. But they, but they only know Ben. Like, he's the one that which found is, it. Which is kind of odd because ben is i've i spoke about how i don't think him and riley are really good friends they're just work friends but he treats riley fairly like when they just find the treasure at the end i think ben is a very fair-minded character and i like that about him a lot i like that they pick and choose the moments when he has this incredible ego when he has this arrogance when he has this stubbornness of of course i'm right about this thing why wouldn't i be right about this thing how could i be wrong i love that when he finds the treasure he's like we're giving this back to the cultures it comes from like we're Mm -hmm. gonna split it up among all these museums you know there's a sarcophagi in there they're going to the museum of cairo belongs in a museum right and he wants to find the treasure less for the riches of the thing and more for the knowledge you know, knowledge is the real treasure you find along the way. That's his goal <laughs> in both movies. Is this really consistent goal of people deserve to know these things? Cultures right. deserve to have these long lost artifacts given back to them. And you know, when they find the artifacts, and they're split up among the museums. He's very humbly. He's like, I, he was offered ten percent, and he's like, I will take one. They'll split it in half with Riley. Equally, Riley did not do half of the work. Right, he did yeah. a lot. He didn't do half of the work, but Ben's still like, no, he gets half. 
we're partners in this 50 50 split <laughs> so the fact that then uh nobody knows who riley is in the public i don't and it's left up to you you know did the public did like the media only focus on ben because ben's story is the most fascinating did the media forget to mention riley or is this part of ben's uh, sort of fall into arrogance that there were times when he mm. forgot to mention Riley. Yeah, you no, don't I'm know. I'm the one that found it. Uh, this was my assistant, right? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but what else could you call him? He is a classic sidekick. He is, yeah, absolutely the sidekick. There uh, he is the the third wheel, the third point mm. in the triangle of the all-seeing yeah. eye. Uh, <laughs> there. <laughs> That's that a, I've never family. thought about that symbolism. This is a, we've got so many triangles. Of course, we've got these three main yep. characters. Yep. You've got one couple of experts, and then a guy who does computer stuff. <laughs> at, at least it was not a love tr triangle, and it was right. Like a yeah, thing I there. like that. Yeah, I like that when he meets Abigail, he thinks she's really pretty. Uh, and then he like he doesn't do anything with that. He doesn't feel yeah. the need to do anything with that. He she just is very pretty, and he notices that it's factual. Mm -hmm. Indeed, um, Ben himself. So we've we've kind of discussed him through these mm. other characters around him, surrounding him. Right. Um, the one thing I want to say about him, though, is that despite these other characters around him giving him context and relationships to to kind of be in i feel like at the end of the day he's kind of a flat character um like it, there's just not much to him except for the fact that yes finding this treasure kind of gives him a big head right yeah i like, think the second movie does a lot to add that dimension to his character. I think he is fairly flat in the first one. And I like that in the second one, they think about where would this guy be mentally three years yeah. after that? And what problems would that cause for the people in his life? Yeah. Yeah. That, that did help a lot. Um, and this is where I see something like a national treasure series like working out fantastically is because they can they can explore the like what is it like to be a member of a family who has a, this long connection to american history and the weight of all of that mm. the weight of his his father's failure his his grandfather's failure to then live up to that yeah and then to find the thing that like like that his entire family was looking for and how that changed him and like how does that like i would love to see how him and abigail kind of went on the like hey it's not working out here like i'd like mm -hmm. to see that um and it's it, it stinks that we didn't get that but again like yeah these movies know exactly what they are yeah. they don't waste a second um like like it's like when when you look at the description for national treasure book of secrets yeah it it, it tells you basically right, right at the start yeah yeah he now has to kidnap the president to like do all blah 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 blah, blah. that is the hook that doesn't happen until like the second half yeah. of the film right and and so you like 
but it's not like a slow drawn out kind of thing until like oh my god i just realized what we need to do we need to kidnap the president no like like it is the it is action packed the entire way they do this mm-hmm. thing they go there they think it's that they yeah. find that thing it's there's so much ha- ha- happening there's so much g- going on that you're never like sitting there like do i want to check my phone i want to do right. something else no like, these movies move yeah and so you don't really need those slower character moments mm. because the things they are doing is so exciting and so interesting and it is this puzzle right that they are solving this mystery these clues that they are following up on uh and it's just it's fun the stuff that they have there is fun i like i said i remember that the second movie had his mom and it had uh he can't have the president and they went to the mount rushmore but i forgot that the beginning of the movie they go to paris and they go to london before they do any of that it's got this globe-trotting element to it. it the second movie is a little bit more uh, of, a, of a traditional kind of action spy movie, like kind of leaning into those tropes. And I feel like it it works. It, it works as an escalation of where we've been before, mm-hmm. that we've spent all this time on American history. We are going to branch out into the roles that different European countries played in American history. Like the Statue of Liberty is a gift from France. So they have to go right. to France yeah. to see a... Uh, like a, another casting of the Statue of Liberty, a smaller scale version. And then there's a the, the Resolute Desks, this pair of desks, and one the ones in the Queen's residence at Buckingham Palace, and one's the President's desk. Right. I like how it branches out and widens the scope and shows you, you know, the, the, the role that other countries played in American history. And it, it, it does touch on, like, trickier parts of of american history like when they go to mount vernon for the president's birthday party they're like oh here's a a map that george washington drew of his of his house a slave handed this down among her ancestors among her Mm -hmm. descendants they go to mount rushmore and they mention that it is built on native american land and they they had a plot element to it like oh this was built here to cover up a landmark that was going to lead you to the treasure like it was a smoke screen like they don't dive into it and i feel like diving into it would really change the tone of these movies and change what they wanted these movies to be but i do like that it doesn't i feel like they could uh, still com- do it though yeah they could do a bit more yeah i do like that it doesn't completely gro- gloss over you know the disappointing parts of american history but I did watch these and what I would want out of a, a National Treasure 3 is a more diverse cast, like more perspectives yes, on absolutely. American history, on uh, all the dark parts. But then let's find heroes in those dark parts. Like, yeah, uh, you know, to what, find what a way to appropriate mysteries that got swept over in that stuff. Yeah. Right? Like right. Yeah, our our country was absolutely built off the the backs of sl- of slavery right like mm-hmm. th- there has to be something in there we we yeah. committed genocide uh against the the n- 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 native americans right there has to be something that they can explore in in that i think even just where other like where canada came in at the top where the where mexico mm. like all the, all that stuff just like oh the, yeah like finding where like like 
all of Texas used used to be in Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. So like there has to be something with, with with Mexico that we can do here. There has to be some Canadians. Like there's all sorts of stuff that yeah. we can do with that that will explore all of that that would bring out uh some more of our history mm-hmm. or, or, or not that's a part that we're ashamed to say or not not it would help to bring out the the diversity uh in, yeah. in that i would also like to see a more modern thing like like oh yes like yeah do do one that focuses uh around the same time period as the jfk assassinations like yeah. in the 60s and stuff like yes. that like not one that's like revolutionary war and all that stuff mm-hmm. but like more modern like that stuff would be yes. interesting too yeah I, I was thinking this thing too like we're let's diversify the cast I kept thinking of Orlando Jones. You th- I pictured like the poster with Nicolas Cage holding the torch. And I thought, I want to see Orlando Jones in that same pose. I want there him to solve yeah. the mystery. <laughs> I, let's, we're in New England so much of the time, except for our field trips over to, to Paris and to London and then to Mount Rushmore. Like, let's get out of New England. Is there anything in Arizona? Let's go to like different geographical regions. Let's go to different time periods. You know, what's the most right, recent... Yeah. A giant secret mystery that these guys can find to solve. Yeah. Do something buried just in like 1992 that they can go look up. They have they to access do secrets all of on the, a floppy like, disk. All the like FBI, G Men stuff with like all that, all the MK Ultra stuff. Like, oh man, they they have so much to ex- explore that they could 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 do. That would Ooh, lead yeah. to some fascinating st- stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So they have a treasure. T- trove of things that they can explore and find mysteries in mm-hmm. so yeah I, I i always like the mystery designs of these i like that it's all uh double entourages has such a, a sexual connotation to it but like things that mean everything's symbolic like yep. when the one of the first clues they come across is something written in iron pen and ben figures out oh the that the, the Iron doesn't refer to the pen. It doesn't refer to the ink. It refers to the will and the spirit behind what was written. And that's how he gets to the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. I like how much wordplay there is in this series. I like that that's what it is. It isn't puzzle Absolutely. solving in terms of, okay, move this block over here, move that block, move that one over there. There's a little bit of that when they have to like open a door, but it's all like, yeah, it's, it's very oh, poetic, man. the mysteries that they one. have to solve. That would be great. So again, we mentioned that our our country is uh, built by slavery, unfortunately. Mm. But yeah, it was the slaves. It was African Americans. It was black people that mm. built the white house. What if there was some secret in what they built? And that's why it was burned down that oh. one time and they built it again to hide something else that was in there. Like that mm. like stuff, stuff, stuff like that would be wild um, that there is, you know, something hidden in the White House that they don't yeah. know of. Um, yeah, we, wow. we just yeah. did a Patreon bonus episode in, a, in our Pilots Club series where we mm. watch pilot episodes of various TV shows. We watch the pilot episode of The West Wing and there's a a scene in that where one of these White House staff members, this person who's very, very smart about political science, 
uh, somebody's out sick and suddenly they're called in to give a tour of the White House, the building to like a fourth grade class. And there's a real divide between the White House, the institution and the White House, the physical piece of architecture. Mm -hmm. And there's so many people who might know all these government secrets, but they don't know what like a column means. They don't know what like one little twist of a finial means. Or which and there is a Roosevelt lot of potential this there. Room is named after or right. stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, that could be fascinating. Um I you have to say if that uh if that Patreon exclusive thing is not out by the time this goes public, it will be shortly after that. Um like I said, we for Crossplay. We need to get our recording for our video game fantasy draft scheduled and stuff like that. That'll be pasted together, and you'll get a big old fat Patreon exclusive thing there. You guys can enjoy. Um, but yeah, there's there's so much that they can do. Yeah, there's so much potential with the series. I think we're in a space where you can. I think it'd be an interesting way to tackle how you cope with the uh, darker parts of your nation's Mm. history and keep on living, keep on finding joy, keep on finding joy in learning more, how you can still be a person who like devotes yourself to learning more and more and more, no matter what it is you actually learn a show that's about um, a show or a movie about how like knowledge is always illuminating no matter what it is. Yeah, I do like I like some of the philosophy behind the series. Like I said earlier, I like that Ben's all about the knowledge of what it is he's finding. He's never searching for like he has like very little material interest. He has material interest in things that like I guess he feels he can own. Like he doesn't go into that room full of treasure and say like this chalice. I must have this chalice, but like legally acquired like antiques like these tea tables him and abigail are fighting over that he feels like he can stake a claim in but like anything that's classified as treasure i think he knows is uh beyond him outside of him it truly belongs to the world belongs to whatever culture it originated in and i really like that that's his mindset in the first movie when they find that that massive hall of treasure there's a scene where where riley finds this like the ancient Egyptian statue and he just stares up at it and he's like, it's some sort of bluish green man. His goatee looks weird. I bet that's significant. And he just <laughs> hugs the statue. <laughs> and yeah. I looked at it and I, I like, this has given me a way to express how I feel about Marvel lore sometimes. <laughs> like I'm such a huge MCU nerd, but I don't know all the comic stuff. So I'll see like a post credit scene. And I feel just like Riley, like, I know this is significant. I don't know what it signifies, but let me take it into my arms. I love it. It's here for me. I'm here for it. (laughs) That's great. And when he's crying and Abigail's like, wow, Riley, you're really affected by this. And he points across the room and he's like, look, stairs. We we have a way out of the treasure room. (laughs) We're not going to die down here. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, another bit in the first movie I love. I think this is a series that's very good at tiny little details. The first movie's mm-hmm. got all these memorable little interactions with people, like the um the like Library of Congress, like the woman working at the gift shop who sees yeah. Ben trying to sneak out with the real Declaration of Independence, and she thinks it's a souvenir poster, and she's like, "You have to pay for that." 
we don't take we don't take you know, we take credit card. You want out of cash? Give me your credit card. There's like the little kid who like makes fun of Riley for having bad handwriting when they're trying to solve that puzzle. Yeah. There's the woman who works in the farmer's market who's like, honey, you stay as long as you like. There's the henchman when they're going down into the treasure room in the first movie. And Ben like grabs Abigail and kisses her before they go down the stairs. One of Sean Bean's hints. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who is that man? What's his life? When are when have there been times in his life where he wanted that to happen Which to him? Does he is, have a crush on one of the other henchmen? It is a weird thing to say because that like that I think almost implies that he's gay because i don't know yeah it's, it's not something that happened to nicholas cage or his character <laughs> that's what nick that's what ben gates did right. to her so is he yeah. expecting some person to grab right. him why doesn't and sean kiss bean him? kiss me right i think exactly. that's that's his story is a crush on sean bean and sean bean's beautiful hair exactly he like that's what that's why i was like like is does that imply he's gay like is that is that the subtext oh. here like i don't know but like, he's just a yeah. romantic at heart right yeah <laughs> he could be Same anybody thing. i want to like, learn his story i'm gonna be swept off my feet <laughs> right good stuff and the i I like the president in the second movie, uh, mm-hmm. the apparently unnamed president. They never name him. He's just the president, <laughs> President Bruce Greenwood. I like that he understands what Ben is about. That when Ben gets him down in these secret chambers and is like, look, president, I know there's a book of secrets. I know you have it. I need this information. Like, just tell me where to find it. And he's like, I can't tell anybody what you're up to unless you're successful. So you'd better come back with a treasure and like a real reason behind everything you're doing or you are going to be arrested for treason. And then when he's successful at the end and like there's a way to kind of explain everything away, then he's like, yes, this man took me on a a trip through a secret passage that we found in Mount Vernon uh, and uh, a wall fell and we were not immediately able to get out. But then I got out. The man's in the clear man saved my life. (laughs) Yeah. Man, th- th- yeah, there's there's just all sorts of small details. Like I mentioned that that eyeball at the start that appears <laughs> to be the thing to these small jokes, to these weird bits. There, there's so much to love about these f- films that, yeah, it, it, it sucks that they've not made more of them. But I think they are in a great spot right now mm-hmm. if this Disney Plus series continues um, and Love I that. think, I, to be honest, they really need it as much as I am a huge Marvel fan, a big MCU nerd, a big Star Wars nerd. Yeah. And I love that we get so much of that. They need something else. They need more stuff that. Yeah, it, that I think it fit. I mean, that's not all that they do on Disney Plus, mm. but it's all that they do that really draws the like big crap. right yeah i think national treasure could be up there like right if they do it right this could be a big hit yeah it it holds such a special place in so many people's hearts that i think yeah absolutely this this could be a this could be a killer piece that will make them tons of money so Mm -hmm. do it if you put out Another movie in theater. If you put out a National Treasure 3 in theaters, I will see it three times. This is my pledge to you. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make that thing make bank. There you go. There you, there you go. I, I'm sure if they do a Disney Plus show, we will be on the React yes. Core, our, our podcast week. week to week, like following the mysteries and trying to solve it. We're looking up history and stuff like that. It'll right. be Oh my, do an ARG. We'll play along. Yes. Oh my God. That'd be amazing. Right. This is what they should do. They should like have secret puzzles hidden around like the next D23 convention. And it leads to the announcement. Hidden on the internet. Yes. Ah! Bam. Ah, amazing. Right. Uh, people love puzzles. This is what Gravity Falls proved to us. You had yes. such a big hit with all the mystery of Gravity Falls. Do it again. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, st- I still have to watch the second <laughs> season of that. Never I only seen watched it? the first one. Wow. So, yeah, that, that, that was a great show. Mm-hmm. Great show indeed. Um, I think that's kind of all I have to say on National Treasure. Um, Man, now that I've brought up Gravity Falls, now I'm thinking about how they could bring in, like, Riley's got this book of, like, the Templar treasure and other myths that are true and other sort of conspiracy theory things. And we don't dig into it. But I would love if, like, (laughs) Bigfoot did take something. National Treasure, the series. We're bringing in, like, American folklore. Like, we're bringing in Bigfoot, bringing in a Jersey devil. We prove that John Henry was a real historical man. Yep, yep. He, there's a secret, like the Underground Railroad was not ju- just a thing. Like John H- Henry helped out with that. What is going on? Uh, right? <sighs> All sorts of stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's about it, though, for our discussion on National Treasure. Yeah. I just pulled up our bingo cards. Hey, so hey. I think we should try and... Uh, Check in here on Bingo. Say it with me. B. Oh man, our cameras aren't even on. Oh god, just like a pro. The 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 card pulled up on screen, but I haven't. Oh. I I got rid of our cameras on there. I know what happened with that. Uh, but you guys can at least see on screen here our bingo cards. Uh, if you guys are watching this on the YouTube version. Uh, do we have any kind of thing that we can put on this? I, I do. What do you I have? have? One. I have a number as a clue, Easter egg. Or yeah. Pattern. Yeah. I, I, I have that. Uh, let me see. Highlighter red. I can knock out that one, which gives me another bingo. Nice. How many yeah. are you at now? I have one, two. I have two full ones, and then I have a couple that are missing one. I I've need, got four. I, I, I need begin human trials, and I need a Hans Zimmer score. And I oh. got two more. Um, and then a few Hans Zimmer has scored a wide variety of films. I would love to see the pitches you pull just from three of any type of movie Hans Zimmer has scored. Right. That could be anything. Indeed. Indeed. Um, do you I have anyone? I don't here? think I've got expository art. 
Mm. Not exactly. Like they're all flashing to like real things that exist. Uh, yeah, the closest thing I would say would either be the pipe or the the dollar bill, right? When he is like showing all of the no. stuff on the, there. That's the closest. I think when I'm talking about expository that. art, I'm talking about like in last week's Miss Marvel, where they pull out all those maps and all those visualizations of the different realms. Yeah. Like I am talking about just like a person there to deliver exposition. And there is like an in universe right there in front of you. Practical art piece that I mean, is there to show you what the history is that they are explaining there there is that map of mount vernon that they said that's like, that not is... no that's not what i'm talking about i feel i don't even i don't know if anybody's on this trope except for me nobody talks about I, this I i'm mean, talking I, about like I, I know what you mean like when yeah. we saw like shang chi right and they, right. they had the like there's statues that explain the history of that right. stuff right like, or like that, in, um, I, I know that's what you're going for, for but i'm wondering if there's like like smaller versions of that that would still technically fit. i i i want like true to what my view of this thing is like in man of steel okay. where he goes on his like ship for the first he's in the like fortress of solitude for the first time and like all this kinetic sand forms like the figures right. of his parents as russell crowe is telling him the story of his birth like, I am talking about the artwork that, like, it seems to exist only when our characters need something explained to them. Indeed. Um, oh, man, our thing did the weird I don't got thing. it. Um, I guess that's what I could do for bingo next time now that I think about it. I can just pull up my browser instead of the scene that mm. I made on that stuff, because that still has both of our cameras and uh, does all that stuff. So anyways, uh, that is it for bingo for this week. I got one. Oh, yeah. Good on Way me. to go. Get another bingo. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, OK, let me close that out. Uh, recommendations. Melissa, do you have recommendations? Uh, if people liked this, what else should they check out? Of course, I got to recommend my dearly beloved Night at the Museum franchise. <laughs> That's a good, good one. Yeah, not really any puzzles in that one. Very minor mysteries, but uh, lots of world history piled in there. You get a really wide swath of things. It's wider, but it's shallower. Right. We don't sure. really talk anything about like ancient Roman history. You've just got little Steve Coogan running around in the costume. <laughs> <We don't, laughs> what, what do we know about the American Southwest? We, we don't. We don't know about cowboy history. We just have little owen wilson and his little owen wilson cowboy hat <laughs> wow but those movies i i watched the whole trilogy a couple of years ago they're very fun packed full of, of actors you know this is the first oh, yeah. time i ever saw uh emmy and oscar winning leading man rami malik in anything <laughs> indeed indeed yeah uh, national are... treasure great fun great recommendations indeed i think those are also on disney plus and i think there's also supposed to be another tv show maybe a cartoon i don't know if it's animated or live action oh. but there's supposed to be a show that's like about ben stiller's son uh taking on his father's legacy of night watchmen over the museum of natural history interesting i think i remember hearing that in like 
the big Disney Plus day like a year or two ago when like the big news was the Obi-Wan show. It got completely yeah. overshadowed. I have no idea if it still exists. Nobody's giving me the hot night at the museum news. <laughs> Means those hot night at the museum updates. Hot nights. Hot nights. Hot museums. Hot museums. <laughs> Um, do you have more stuff that you'd like to recommend? Um, uh, the Robert Langdon movies, they, they hit the spot if that's really what you're looking for. There was a night where it's like, I need a watch. I need to watch a movie where somebody looks at something and says, that's a symbol for something. That's a clue. Like, I didn't want like a murder mystery. I, I wanted this very specific type of mystery. Mm-hmm. And I watched those and I'm like, that'll do. Uh, that that works. If you've got more of these, please tell us. I would watch something that a movie that feels like an Easter egg breakdown video, but like diegetic to the plot. <laughs> they want to watch a movie where the protagonist yes. feels like an Eric Voss. <laughs> Shout out to new rock stars. It, it's mostly what we talk about. <laughs> Mountain Dew, Lost and new rock stars. <laughs> um, cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I want to recommend a couple things. Uh, of course, we've mentioned things like Indiana Jones and Uncharted and Tomb Raider, all that stuff. Go play the video ga- games of Uncharted. Those are fantastic. Uh, they're incredible. Um, let's see. Uh, more stuff that I would like to recommend. If you do want more kind of mystery, conspiracy, stuff like that, but uh, maybe more adult focused um and more of a fictional i mean i I guess this is fictional too right um but Mm -hmm. it's it's real in my heart um yeah (laughs) i would recommend alan moore's from hell um it is a comic about uh jack the ripper um and it is yeah big old conspiracies there's the freemasons all that stuff um, but yeah, that is not a uh, kids comic indie. That that one's not going to be fun for the whole family. Um, but that that one is a good one now, for sure. Now you've got me thinking about how the first um, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies a lot like From Hell, and then I thought about Sherlock the BBC show, and now I really wish that Ben Gates had a Moriarty figure in his life. Uh, yes. He's- yeah, he doesn't have any carryover nemeses like Sean Bean dispatched uh, Ed Harris. He drowns underwater. The only place you can drown. I, like, there's no foe to continue. I would I think Sean Bean's still alive at the first movie and I want Sean Bean to come back in uh, <laughs> National Treasure, the series. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I want him to have studied. He's determined to best uh, Benjamin Franklin Gates in a battle of wits. Yeah. Um. I only saw the that first uh, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes. I know a lot of people really like those. I would recommend those in here as well. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> funny enough, the reason I didn't like that first Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes was because the plot is oddly similar to Alan yeah. Moore's From Hell, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was just like, "Huh, okay, interesting." Um, I. I watched the second one in like December when it was on HBO Max. It was pretty fun. Moriarty's yeah. in there and he's Jared Harris. Yeah. Yeah. If you need more Jared Harris in your life, you can go there. Indeed. Um, 
also the uh hercule poirot mysteries yeah. are are good fun ones uh death on the nile is the most recent um one i've not seen that one yet but here on the review show we covered yeah. murder on the orient express um good good fun mysteries yeah stuff like that um trying to think if there's another like anime or manga or something that i can this is your opportunity to bring up detective conan again detective conan's a good one that that's more like mystery of the week style stuff though um i don't know lots of good fun stuff out there uh maybe even some good heist movies like the oceans movies Mm -hmm. would be good good fun uh but Yeah. yeah I think that's about it for recommendations. Um, so with that, any any favorite cages you want to shout out? He's he's what brought us here today. Shout out favorite cage movie. Oh, I don't I don't I don't know if I've ever really given this thought. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm not prepared to answer that one oh, right man. now at all. <laughs> Right. Uh, national treasure that's my favorite Nicolas right Cage that is the one man. that looms the largest in my mind um moonstruck's a good time he, he has a one. fake hand in moonstruck he goes real wild haven't seen that one haven't seen mandy or color out of space or whatever his like i've weird seen ones both are. of those they are um, they're wild times i, I don't even know I my my movie Discord. We watched both of those. We we did a cage series. We watched Color Out of Space, and my friend is streaming it off of Shutter, the horror streaming platform. Yeah, and we're all trying to like untangle and like <laughs> cope with our thoughts about this movie. And we're sitting there, and the stream's still on him on the Shutter page, and he goes to leave a comment because you can like rate and review like right there, and like write a review on Shutter, not just like give it some stars like you would on Netflix yeah. or something. Yeah, and he just writes the review. It certainly was a color out of space. We're like, that's all we can say about it. Was it good? Was it bad? It was a color out of space. But Mandy, Mandy's going to come up on the show. I want us to talk about Mandy at some point. Good to know. Good to know. Um, Okay. Pitches for this next week. Melissa, here on the show this year, one of my goals has been to bring more kaiju on the show so we are dipping back into the well of kaiju uh oh i thought this was gonna be the billion dollar code week (laughs) not yet not yet ah it's coming soon but not yet um okay uh, yeah uh month and a half ago two two months ago uh ish three months ago now uh we watched the original godzilla movie it was march Uh, here so yeah yeah if it was like mid to early march i would have still been in it was Mar- virginia we recorded on march 19th uh i remember this because i picked godzilla because you told me it came out in 1954 and i'm like that's when my dad was born it's my dad's birthday this week in honor of my dad and his birthday buddy godzilla let's watch the first godzilla movies that's why oh, i yeah. remember um so yeah, we we've we've covered the original Godzilla here on the review show. Uh, we've also covered some of the Netflix CGI animated Godzilla movies. Um, I, we we did the first two. I don't think that third one yeah. was out yet. 
so we we've done some kaiju stuff, but not much, especially in two hundred and twelve. Yeah, yes, specific rim. Thank you for that one. I almost forgot. Uh, but I'd I'd like to just get a get a little bit more in there so we can just mm. be like, man, we have a good handful of kaiju stuff that we've watched here. Understandable. Uh, so pitch number one is a movie called Destroy All Monsters. Uh, this is from 1968. It is a Japanese kaiju film directed by okay. by Ishiro Honda. And this is technically the ninth film in the Godzilla franchise, continuing on from that first one we watched. Okay. A lot of people describe this as the Avengers of monster <laughs> movies. Um, in the film... Humans have achieved world peace by the year 1999, and the various giant monsters are confined to an area known as Monster Island. The monsters are freed from the area by mind-controlling aliens known as the Killax, uh, who send them to attack major cities. When the monsters are freed from the mind control influence the aliens send king Ghidorah to challenge the monsters um and this is one that is very fondly looked back on as yeah like i said it's kind of just like the avengers like you you have godzilla you have mothra you have rodan you have king Ghidorah, you have manila all sorts of stuff i think it says there's 11 monsters wow. in this one yeah 11 where could we find monsters. more um so i it i was looking at what's a pitch i was like okay well who's the like when's the first time that godzilla mm. fought another monster and there were some in in there that i was just like i don't know if i want to pitch that one this one spoke to me as yeah. the avengers of that um pitch number two so we've we've seen monster movies we have not done monster comics Yet, so I wanted to pitch some comics. This one, however, does in fact go back to Godzilla, uh, but he seems mm. to be fighting all kinds of kaiju in this one. This is Godzilla, Rulers of Earth, uh, and this is on Comixology Unlimited, uh, and they have a complete edition uh, which covers the first 12 issues of the series, which, if I'm not mistaken, is the entire thing. I, I could hmm. be wrong on that, but uh, they have the complete edition uh, Godzilla, Complete Rulers of Earth, Volume 1, uh, and covers the first 12, like I just said. It says, giant monsters are appearing across the globe and leaving complete destruction in their wake. But who or what might be behind their attacks? It's up to Commander Stephen Woods and his counter kaiju reaction forces to hold the monsters at bay, while young Lucy Casperl and her scientific research group, the kaiju watchers, attempt to find the truth behind the invasions. So, uh, kaiju on, on the page could be interesting. <laughs> on, uh -huh. in, in comic book format. And pitch number three 
everyone knows Godzilla. We've done a lot of Godzilla. I even ju- yeah. just pitched a lot of Godzilla. Who are some other giant monsters out there? Melissa, pitch number three is Gamera, the giant monster. Uh, this is from 1965. <laughs> It's another J- Japanese kaiju film di- di- directed by Noriaki uh, Yoasa. Uh, th- 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 this one uh, is the first film in another long-running kaiju f- franchise in Japan. It was kind of the Pepsi to Godzilla's Coca-Cola. Ah. Um, at, when Godzilla became popular and they started making those f- 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 films, uh, the, these ones popped up shortly after uh, Gamera, the giant monster, uh, is one of the first of those and one of the most well-known um, of the giant monsters that also popped up around that time. I know more recently, I think it's like mid-90s or early 2000s, there's a trilogy of Gamera m- 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 <laughs> movies that are more recent that I think kind of redefined the character and did all all that stuff that I think people like. Uh, But I wouldn't go back to the original and see what it was all about. Gamera, the giant monster. I Googled Um, it and I love that there's a comma in this title. It's Gamera, comma, the giant monster. Yes, it's it's not like the giant monster. However you do those things, right? It's just Gamera, comma, the giant monster. um so yeah those are my three pitches pitch number one destroy all monsters pitch number two godzilla rulers of earth and pitch number three gamera the giant monster hey i'm gonna have to go for the one that gives us the most bang for our buck we're gonna watch destroy all monsters because Yes, we do know Godzilla. We know Godzilla well. I would like to get to know Gamera, comma, the giant monster. But I don't know, like, like, I know Mothra is a moth. I couldn't tell you what King Ghidra is. Like, I, Rodan, is that one a turtle? Like, I know these names. And I'm sure Gamera's you showed me pictures. One. What's a Rodan? See, I, this is why I need to watch this one. I know these names. And I'm sure if you showed me pictures and said, is this a real giant monster? I could tell you yes, but I don't. Like, I don't know who is who. I don't know what yeah. all the kinds are. Rodan What's is a, oh, an oh, Rodan's the dragon species one. of Tyranodon, okay. or however you say, okay. <laughs> say that. Yeah. Right. Um, right. So, there you see? Go. Okay. Destroy all monsters is what we will do for this next week, then. Um, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. This one seemed to be highly recommended in all of the like what are the best monster movies yeah. out there this one always came up uh as a fan favorite so there you go that's what we will do for this next week destroy all monsters uh if i'm not mistaken it is available for free on youtube i think as well as like 2b tv it, it was up mm. on a number of spots uh so i think you should be able to find it pretty easily um but yeah that's what we'll be up to this next week melissa where can the people find you on the internet you can find me on twitter and instagram at wilkywit that's w-i-l-k-y-w-i-t and listen to my other podcast saturday morning obscurities 
show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kid shows you feel like only you remember. There you go. Uh, and you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. And if you guys would like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, of course, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share, and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. Uh, go spread the word. T- tell a friend. Tell a foe. Don't keep it a secret. Um, mm. But uh, that would help us out a ton. Uh, but yeah, that has been number 212 of The Whatnots Review Show. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.